mindfulness mode. Once you trust self and allow yourself to, to surrender to that trust, then the ideas and the downloads and the inspiration for the next steps in your life will begin to be revealed. Reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness right here in Mindfulness Mode with me, your host and Mindfulness Life Coach, Bruce Langford. Mindful Tribe, have you always been intrigued with astrology? I know it can be pretty fascinating. There's so much to know. And I will tell you right off the bat that I don't know a lot about astrology, but I have the man here who does. And he really knows an amazing amount about astrology and he's known for three words and these three words are this success forever astrology you'll find him on instagram you'll find him on youtube just remember those three words success forever astrology i'm here today with hamidi reed hamidi are you in mindfulness mode today I am in 100% in mindfulness mode today. Wow, that is so great. So, Amidi, what does mindfulness mean to you? For me, mindfulness means being very present to the current moment, um, understanding the understanding the need, the needs of the present moment, the needs of ourselves in the present moment, the needs of others in the present moment, and the needs of the environment, and. Mindfulness also means the process of revealing who we are because we're, we're kind of a mystery to ourselves. And mindfulness for me is also a process of like shining the light on the undiscovered aspects of ourselves by being present to the moment and taking a look on what are our hidden desires, our hidden um dreams and passions and motives and skills and abilities and being able to peel ourselves open one layer at a time like an onion in essence yeah it's so hard sometimes to really identify what our true needs are and don't you think with this pandemic more and more of us are kind of moving to the place where kind of like hey what are my needs isn't that true yeah 100 percent. because we've had to um, we've almost been pushed into shadow work where we've had to sit with ourselves and it's where we've usually had many more distractions, whether that be, and it's not necessarily the distractions are bad, but the things that we used to, used to enjoy doing, maybe going to the clubs or um, social gatherings, or even if it's just going to going out to work for, for some people who work in, most people who work in a, in a job and those are, are fun things to do and enjoyable things to do for the most part, but they're also distractions from self sometimes. So where all of those things have been taken away and it's like, okay, you you just sit with yourself in your home and rediscover who you are, it, it can be a bit of a shock. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, what pulled you into the world of astrology? Um, feeling lost, feeling frustrated. Um in essence, that was that was what it was because I used to be a salesperson. Mm -hmm. So I would go to different companies and, and sell them on sales training and sell them on video production when I worked with my business partner. But I was carrying this big laptop case and I was traveling all around the country 
long hours, lots of hanging up on the phone and lots of rejection and no's. And eventually I got to a point where I was completely sick and tired of it. And I thought, no more, I can't do this anymore. I don't care if I'm broke, like, I just can't do it. And I sat in my cousin's cafe, because um, she's got a vegan cafe. And I just, I was just lost for about two weeks. For two weeks, I was just gonna completely void, didn't have any idea what was my next moves or my next passion. So I went into the void. And that's a perfect space to be mindful in, in that is. space of where everything else has been teared away from you. And I was going back on the train with my, with my cousin, uh, my friend and my cousin's boyfriend at the time. And she, she was, my cousin was saying to her boyfriend at the time that she can see him teaching yoga. And I knew I, I, knew I still loved teaching because I used to teach um, kids upon like the right path to go in life and success principles and et cetera, sales and whatnot. And so I said to her, what can you see me teaching? And she says, I can see you teaching astrology. I was like, astrology? I said, what the hell do I know about astrology? Like, I, I, didn't, I didn't know that I was gifted at astrology. So when yeah. I started diving deeper into it, because I, I had a little interest in it, but when I dived deep into it, I went into it for about three months maybe. Mm-hmm. And I thought, yes, like, it, it felt like, the, the, the best way I can describe it is it felt like being rekindled with a, with a long lost friend. Really? How can astrology enrich our lives? Um, astrology can enrich our lives because it gives us a map to to make the best decisions in life that are going to help us to feel most fulfilled. Because when I look at my when I look at my birth chart, I can understand the, the assets that I have to be able to get real world results. What are going to be the best assets for me, whether that's um, my my communication skills, whether that's my ability to gain attention, whether that's my ability as a showman, um, and use those assets instead of me trying to necessarily look on YouTube and YouTube is a great, great school, but some, sometimes we can get lost in there by looking at somebody else and thinking, let me copy their path. Yeah. Well, that path works for, for them brilliantly. Uh-huh. For, but when you try it, complete train wreck. Yes. Yeah. So, so what do people need in order to learn from astrology? Do they just need to contact you and have you do a reading or what's involved? Yeah, so um, there's there's two ways to, to go about it, so, and it depends upon it depends upon who you are and kind of the characteristics of what you want to get out of it. So, for if you want to if you want to just like get the answers and you want me to use my my experience and my abilities to to give you the to give you the answers and give you the strategy and a roadmap to follow, then you can come and book a reading with me, and I'll read it and break down your birth chart and show you exactly what I'm seeing and and all of the all of the breakdown to help you with your life purpose, how to create abundance and how to live a fulfilling life. Um, but if you want to go on to the journey of, of learning it as well and learning it for yourself, then book onto the Abund- Astro Abundance course and then I'll be able to teach, I'll teach you exactly how to read your birth chart with the specific aim of manifesting abundance in your life and real world results. Hmm. Are you an intuitive Definitely. Um, it's just for me, the, astro- the astrological birth chart um, and the same birth chart, just in case nobody knows what, what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, when you put in your date of birth, time of birth and place of birth, we get like a, a circle. It looks like a pizza with 12 slices. Okay. And it shows you like um, a pattern of, it's like a snapshot of, the pla- of where the planets were in the sky at the time of your birth. 
and that pattern is your energetic blueprint. So I read that blueprint and look at it. And, it, and for me, when I'm looking at it, it's like a movie of your life playing out. So either when you book a reading, I'll, I'll watch the movie and tell you what's happening in the movie. Or if you book onto the Astro Abundance course, then I will show you exactly how to read that to, to manifest abundance. Do you uh, know about human design? I do know about human design, yes. Is it very close to what you do? Is it similar? I think human design is almost like, um, it's similar, it has similarities, but what human design is, is it's kind of combined um, different modalities as, as such. It's kind of combined astrology and the I Ching and um, like the chakras and kind of brought in like a new twist as well and combined them to make a new thing, if that makes sense. I see. So, so what's happening right now with the planets? Um, right now with the planets, there's a lot of retrogrades going on. And the retrogrades is kind of like, the best way to describe the retrogrades simply, is almost like a bow and arrow effect. So we're, we're kind of being pulled back, getting ready to get, getting ready to get fired, fired forwards again. So it's in a time where we're, we're breaking down old beliefs and breaking down old structures so we can begin to create something um, from new, from, um, from brand new. Now, we're also coming into the Cancer New Moon, and the Cancer New Moon is going to give us a great time to actually return home. And that's going to manifest in different ways. Some, some people are going to go maybe back to their old, um, their old hometown, or they're going to move home to find somewhere that they physically feel more at home. But on a deeper level, it's returning home by, again, being mindful and coming back into the source energy that is within you and really beginning to connect with that inner space that we all have within, if that makes sense. How do childhood traumas affect uh, where we are now and, and how can we move through those using astrology? Um, the childhood traumas definitely affect where we are now because it, it acts as a program that programs our reactions and how we react to life and how we view life. Because I see the universe as a mirror. And so we, the, what's going on in our mind and in our, in, in our emotions and in our soul is reflected to us in the universe and reflects how we react. So those traumas that we had, we suffered or went through when we were a child, um, changes the, 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 what, we, what we see in the mirror of the universe. So with astrology, we can really begin to focus on how we can um, really nail down those childhood traumas because I always say memories aren't reliable. Like if you're in a good mood, you may remember things being better than they were. If you're in a bad mood, you probably remember them being worse than they were. Mm -hmm. So when we can look into the birth chart, the birth chart has a specific part of it, the fifth house uh, especially, that deals with your childhood and okay. then we can look into the childhood and, and realize okay what kind of relationship did we have with our parents how did our parents view us and what was happening from their perspective and we can begin to start reworking through those things and that gives us more tools to work with when we go into our meditations to begin to allow ourselves to release the past and get back into the present moment this is really absolutely fascinating how long does it take you to begin to put together a reading for someone? Can you do it immediately or do you have to do research and preparation and study? How does that work? Um, I do the readings live. So I do it over a Zoom call. So, um, oh, so you could do a reading right now with me. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. That's Would right. you do that? 
Um, if I can, get, all I need to do is get your details, and we can do a live reading now. Yeah, that would be great for for my listeners, for Mindful Tribe. They would just love this. I think. Oh, perfect. If you'd be um, willing to do it. Yes, I would be. Yeah, bear with me. I'll get the the website up, and then we'll get running. Okay. Cool. Hey, Mindful Tribe. I just hit pause for a second here on our interview with Hamidi, and I gave him my birth date and other information, my time of birth and all that kind of thing. And then Hamidi is going to go ahead and he's going to use that information to do an analysis. So here it is. So the first thing is, the first thing is that we've got, there's a couple of things that I would look at firstly. So mm-hmm. we, we like to say about the big three in astrology. And what the big three is, is... Uh, the three, one of the three most important energies in your birth chart, and that is your rising sign, your sun sign, and your moon sign. Mm-hmm. And your rising sign shows your perspective of the world and how you approach life. Your sun sign is how you is how your soul expresses itself externally, and your moon sign is how your soul receives energy from the external world and the environment that you feel most um, comfortable and will thrive most in. So you have a Capricorn rising, a Leo sun, and an Aquarius moon. So you were born on a full moon energy when, with the moon in Aquarius. So this energy deals with the aspects of you building, um, building networks, building tribes, and building networks, and a very solid energy in terms of working with technology and working with people for humanitarian goals. Now, with these um, Capricorn ascendant, it brings forth a very, um, a very disciplined energy but an energy where you're also focused on relinquishing relinquishing the control to others and, and being that um, leader that is able to delegate the delegate things to to others. Now, with your Saturn in this 12th house as well, there's a strong energy in terms of you delegating control over to spirit with that strong belief in the aspect of how your spirit guides are going to be able to help to guide you in the physical world and especially with your son in the Leo, in son in Leo in the eighth house, there's a strong connection to um, the occult energy, and that's where you gain most of your confidence by diving into the occult, and that's where you find most of your light from to begin to energize you, which you will then um, emanate out into the world, if that makes sense. Okay, I see. Very interesting. So, so what are your words of advice for me at this point in my life? Um, for this point in your life, I, I definitely feel as though um, the, the strong aspect is hmm, words of advice. In fact, I would say the words of advice are with your with your south node in Aries and your north node in Libra. The what I would say for that energy is I use those as, as, as vehicles. So your south node is your vehicle. With your south node in Aries being your vehicle, this is the energy of. Um, of being able to be focused and, and take action and be uh, use, that, use that courageous energy that you have with the Aries energy and the Leo energy, but also the aspect of being able to hire out the Libra North node, which is the aspect of um, that being in your 10th house, being able to hire out the aspect of getting into partnerships that are going to help to elevate you in your, in your career, elevate you in the, public, in the public realm, in the public domain. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, so I need to outsource. Definitely. I see. Okay. And uh, so what advice do you have for me based on 
various things that have happened in my childhood and and traumas and things like that. Do you have to know more before you can advise me on that? It's not that I have to necessarily have to know more. It's just that um, because we because we're doing it on the fly, usually mm-hmm. I'll have like maybe about um, two or three days to just kind of absorb the chart into my subconscious and and allow mm-hmm. things to allow things to play out. But where we've got the the aspect of looking in your in your fifth in your fifth house as well, there's the aspect of um, Mars is in the fifth house in Taurus, which can cause this 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 fight for this fight for being valued and fight and fighting for for being valued and the fight for this aspect of self worth. And with mm-hmm. Venus being over in in the aspect of Cancer, this is the energy of where that fight and, and struggle could have been with the with the feminine energy in terms of that aspect of fighting to be to be valued by the feminine energy and striving towards um, being valued by that um, supporting force, if that makes sense. Uh huh. Well, I watched one of your videos where you talked a lot about self-worth and finding self-worth. What advice do you have for all of us when it comes to finding our self-worth and our value? I feel the the aspect of the greatest way that I've been able to find self-worth is really through understanding myself. And the best way that I've been able to understand myself is through my birth chart. Because when I understand the natural abilities and skills that I have and my natural assets, then then it really stops me from needing to compare myself to other people because I know what I'm good at. I know where my abilities lie and where my path lies. So I don't need to compare myself and think, ah, somebody else is ahead of me or yes, I'm beating somebody else and being my ego. It's like, I can can literally just follow my path and, and understand I am where my, where my wealth and my abundance and my value lies. Once you understand where your value lies, it's really a lot easier for you to feed into it. Right, I see. I always felt like I got my energy from other people and from being in front of a crowd and you know talking to people and and interacting with people even if I was doing 14 16 hour days and I were touring and doing talks and lectures then I even though I'd be physically exhausted I'd be completely filled with energy and then if I went a few days without going out and being in front of audiences, I could just feel the energy being depleted. Mm. And so COVID has not been easy because, you know, I'm by myself a lot of the time. Mm. So what do you, advice do you have for those of us who find that we are not in places where we can build that energy? Well, yeah, definitely where the, where the, the aspect of you have, if, if you have a lot of fire and air in your chart, um, which with your Leo and Leo Sun and Aquarius Moon, they're both Leo's fire, Aquarius's air. They're very um, extroverted signs typically, and they they like they like to go out, expend energy outwardly, and connect with others, especially the Aquarius aspect as well. And the Leo energy likes to be seen. So, with those energies, I definitely recommend um, activity of of whatever activity that you can get involved in, whether that be um, exercise, um, sports, play whatever you can do to, to stay active because the, the energy still needs to get expended for you to, for you to almost like rev up your own engines in essence. Um, but also it's, it's a great way to actually realize that we're also tapping into the feminine during this time as well. So as, as hard as surrender is, 
we need to find more ways where we can actually begin to surrender um, deep into meditation and allow ourselves to release because this is, this is where the energy is guiding us to, to allow us to look within instead of focusing so much, so much without. Not that the without is bad, but we, I think we've been excessively focused on the without. So when you say I need to focus on the feminine, can you elaborate a little bit more about what that means? Yeah, sure. So um, the in terms of like the best way I can describe it is is by understanding it with sex because we because we all are aware of that. So with the masculine sexual parts, you got the you got the penis, the phallus. It, it points outwards, so it's focused on external things in terms of going outwards and conquering and goal driven and etc. The the feminine yoni goes inwards, so it's it's focused on receiving and and releasing and so allowing yourself to to allowing ourselves to be be more receptive um, be more flowing in fluidity instead of rigid in terms of our rigid structures and practices um, allowing ourselves to more go with tapping with in tapping intuitively with the flow of the universe and how and the cycles of how things are going um, instead of more forcing ourselves upon external events so more meditation more uh, more meditation more yoga more music um, more rest more self-care mm -hmm. i see that's very interesting and what words of advice would you have about relationships um in terms of relationships this is it's been it's been a crazy time for relationships especially during covid because um everybody's been locked indoors together and and different relationships have different dynamics so yeah. it's like uh, some dynamics of the relationship is like they're they're very used to spending maybe a, a lesser amount of time with each other because they're both out and doing doing their work and doing their job or, or whatever they're out there doing. But when we found found that we were trapped in indoors together, it was it was it was a bit of a it was, it was a whole new dynamic in terms of how we we're gonna relate to each other. So, and it seemed like a bad thing, but it was kind of really a good thing in disguise because we began to start re reanalyzing and reassessing our values in terms of, okay, is this the right, is this actually the right person for me? Can I actually spend um, long time, um, extended periods of time with this person? So the, some some relationships were getting much better because they could spend, spend extended time with each other. But some people were, um, it was so, mm. I, what I would what I would definitely recommend in terms of relationships is patience, especially during this time where, where, where we've got the retrograde energy coming in, because during this retrograde energy, we're beginning to completely reassess our whole beliefs and begin to reflect on what is actually important to us because we're all taking very different directions. So um, if there's any conflict appearing in your relationships, allow yourself to take a step back and don't 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 get baited by the red flag and, and go head first rushing in um detachment is definitely what i would recommend with relationships and that's a difficult thing because it's because uh, lust and love both of those things are so such intense emotions and intense desires but to really to really have that loving relationship we have to also allow ourselves to be detached from the outcome of however that may go if that makes I sense. see. I see. I'd like to talk to you about the moon. And I know the new moon and the full moon all have very important significance. And 
I know you even have a class, new moon, full moon class that you teach. So can you tell us how the moon is so important and so pivotal in the work that you do? The moon is so massively important because um, it's, once you understand it, it's it's such a simple tool, um, but it's such a powerful tool as well. And simple doesn't mean that it doesn't have infinite depth, but you you can get to a simple level that is still massively powerful in your life because for example the moon phases are something that you can really begin to utilize with massive effect to manifest during your life because you understand exactly what to do and when so there's four moon phases the new moon phase the first quarter the full moon phase and the last quarter in the, in the new moon phase, we're thinking up of new ideas and making new connections um, in our mind and new connections in life and beginning to start bringing forth new things to birth. In the first quarter phase, we're beginning to start making decisions, cutting off things that are not useful for us and pursuing things that we feel are useful for us. In the full moon energy, full moon is full power. So we're utilizing that energy to make sure that we can start building what we've actually decided upon in the first quarter moon phase. And in the last quarter moon phase, it's time for the the rest and the surrender and the return into spirit, where it's just good for meditation and getting into our spiritual intuitive side. If someone came to you and they said, uh, Hamidi, I just feel I just feel like I'm going through a low time, almost a depressive time, uh, just feeling discouraged. What would you say to them to help them through this? Okay, so, so there's two ways I go about it. If I was if I was just going, if I wasn't looking into the birth chart, the my my go-to answer, especially right now at the moment, would be to to get really present to the moment, because the, the depression is coming from the depression is coming from outside of this present moment. Um, and what I say even with the moon as well is like the moon deals with memory memories, but memories can be a sickness of the moon, because we're it's, it's stuff that we're holding on to but the moon is meant to be fluid and keep on moving. It keeps moving and flowing with the present moment. Just like if water remains stagnant, it starts to get moldy and, 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 and yeah, it starts to get moldy. So the first thing I would say is, is stay present to the moment. If we, if we were going into um, a reading, I would begin to aim the person back towards, back towards their gifts, back towards their passion and back towards the things that they do, that they do well and bring, and bring, um, life and vitality to them because they may have got stuck in stuck focused on things that make them hit a hip against the wall if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah that does make sense what were you like as a little seven-year-old boy tell me about a day in the life of of you when you were seven hamity it's, it's crazy that you say seven because seven was the exact year that i was sitting in my house reading chi kung books and um, so even as a young child I was into spirituality and it's because I grew up on anime as well so I grew up on watching Dragon Ball Z and and different kinds of anime and so I I, so looking at that as a child obviously I had my great imagination I still got an imagination but I was going out into the garden trying to shoot fireballs out of my hands and so that's sort of when I saw the chi kung book I was like yes this is the key I'm going to find the key to you to start shooting fireballs so I was a very imaginative, um, a very imaginative young child. My mum my would say I was willful as well um, because I didn't listen to authority at all because I was very clear upon 
I wasn't very clear upon what I wanted to do, but I was very clear that I didn't want anybody telling me what to do. If that uh, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that does. Yeah, you're <laughs> your own person. Yes. Right? You just want to follow your own lead. Don't you have an Astro Abundance course coming out in August? Tell me about that. I do. So the Astro Abundance course is, is coming out, and that is um, essentially because back in the day, what we used to do with astrology, we, we, we used to have like a lot of fun with it, but it was more, more very much a surface-level tool. Who we like, yeah, Aries are Aries are angry and impulsive and Tauruses are stubborn and it's like, yes, yeah, okay, cool. I get what you get what we're doing here, but it wasn't very practical in terms of how we could use it to better our lives. It was just like, oh, oh wow, you can read me. And like yeah. it was a little bit of a fun party trick. So, but nowadays I I use astrology as a tool to get real world results because that's what I always wanted in my life. I was always the reason I was frustrated and confused that I couldn't get what I want out of life. I thought as I felt I didn't understand the cause and effect of life. I just was getting beat up by life. So when I realized, okay, cool, I can use this as a tool to get what I actually want by mapping out the direction to where I need to go. That's the, in essence, the creation of the Astro Abundance course. It's a, it's a course that teaches you how to use astrology to manifest abundance in your life using your natural abilities and skills so that abundance comes to you effortlessly instead of having to work hard and slug away at something that just doesn't come naturally to you. Right. That sounds pretty exciting. So so where would our listeners go to to learn about that course? Um, they could go to my Instagram, Success Forever Astrology. Um, I'm I'm more or less always available for, to, to answer questions in my DMs as well. So if you've got any questions about the Astro, uh, Astro Bundles course, then just jump in and I'll answer all the questions you need and then I'll send you the link to sign up. I mean, I've worked in bullying prevention for, well, around a decade. And I always ask a question about that and, and whether you have a story about bullying where mindfulness would have made a difference. Do you have a story you can share with us? I do, yeah. Please do. So, um, what I I grew up in I grew up in a small town called Stafford, and uh-huh. in that small town, it was a it was a predominantly it was a predominantly white area, and in that time, like kids can be mean and whatnot. So I was I was suffering from racism from racist attacks during that time and getting getting into lots of fights and getting jumped on by mobs of mobs of kids. So, in that essence, in terms of um, but I also grew up with with a, with a bad temper, so oh. I think the mindfulness could definitely really have helped me to, in those moments, to make sure that I could just like, if, if I knew to come back to the present moment, then I could have probably stopped myself getting into certain situations and certain difficulties if I had have allowed myself to bring myself back to the present moment, and really be able to understand myself and understand other people more, if that makes sense. Right. Of all the people in the world that you would like to reach out to and help, who would that be? How old are they? What do they look like? What are their needs? The, the, people, the people that I'd like to reach out and help are the people that... I, I, I work with a lot of women, so I would like to reach out and work, work with the women that have ambitions... The women that have big ambitions but are feeling as though you either are not aware of the abilities and skills that you have already with inside of yourself that they're going to help you to accomplish those big missions and dreams 
or that you want some strategy to be able to rise to the top of your career or be successful in your business using the skills that you already have in what can sometimes seem as a male-dominated world. So I really want to be able to help the people who, it's not exclusively to women, but I just do work with a lot of women. But um, I want to help those people who have big ambitions, big goals and dreams, but you just... It's, it's difficult for you to see within inside of yourself the abilities and skills that you already have that are going to help you to accomplish those goals and dreams. And I want to be the person that can shine a light on on those um, skills and abilities and the key that's going to help you to unlock those doors. Do you think it's your gentle, beautiful spirit that attracts you to to women and to helping women? Um, definitely is a part of it. I've, I've been women. Women have definitely noticed that I have a, have a calm essence around me, um, especially in person. Like obviously, when I'm doing all my videos, I can definitely have the the upbeat, high energy version of myself oh, yeah. as well. I've so, certainly seen that. <laughs> so yes, because I'm very, I feel as though also so there's that there's a gentle side of myself, and there's also the very playful side of myself. Well, when, when I'm on my videos, and that playful side, um. It's funny, it brings us back to our childhood spirit. It shows that we're not, we don't have to take life too seriously. And it also shows that I'm not, I think it's the fact that I, I'm not pre, I'm not scripted in anything that I do. You can tell that I'm not scripted yeah, in my videos. Yeah, I can too. definitely tell that. <laughs> so yeah. there's not that inauthentic block, if that makes sense. Yeah. What do you do for fun? What feeds you? Ooh, um, okay, I'm going to... Other than business, because the success with astrology is really like playing a game for me. Like I really enjoy what I do. But outside of that, um, I definitely love to. I definitely love to work out. Um, I still love anime as a because that's where that's where I came from as a child. I still love anime. Um, I love I love competitive sports as well. So I, I love I love fighting as well. Not but as as a grown man, not because I'm not because I'm angry, but because I, I see it as an art now, and. And I very enjoy spending. I, I, I enjoy spending time with women as well. That's that's very much a part of what I enjoy too. So, what kind of fighting do you do? Is it boxing or what's it like? Um, kick, a lot of um, kickboxing. I, I love doing kickboxing. Um, my mom hates hates it because I got glasses and she spent years trying to get my eyes to a <laughs> to a certain level, and I'm there saying, "Yeah, I want to fight." And she's like, "Oh my god!" Like, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel as but yeah, I, I do love kickboxing because it's just the coordination, the artistry. And I feel as though like there's sometimes like, if you go to the, go to the gym and lift weights, for me personally, at least, it's, it's just like boring, it's repetitive. But when you're kind of like in a sparring or you're doing certain movements, I just get completely lost in the art of it and the, the dance of it. And I wait at the end of the session, I'm completely drenched in sweat, but I haven't mentally noticed that I've been working hard, if that makes sense, but I have. Mm. Mm. So when you go to the gym, tell me what else you do. So do you not lift weights or what else do you do when you go to the gym? Um, I don't lift weights. I don't go to the gym. So I, I'll go to, there's a park, there's a park by me that's got um, the, the pull-up bars and, and the yeah. dip bars. So I love doing body weight work because um, it, I, I still feel the, the, the tension in the workout, but I feel uh -huh. as though it's less, I, I feel less stiff than when I've been do, lifting weights that I used to do back in the day. Yeah, so so you do a lot of work outside when you work out then. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You I love nature? Out. I love the outdoors, I do. I really want to go, 
I've been envisioning um, moving to somewhere that is right by a waterfall and a river. So I, I was just looking at videos of, Ni I was meditating on the videos of Niagara Falls. Do you, um, I was just going to say, this sounds like Canada. This sounds like <laughs> yeah. Niagara Falls. Yeah. I yeah. love going to Niagara Falls because I just love how it sounds and how it feels, the energy in the air. And it's just incredible to feel that energy oh, in the wow. air. Wow. It's amazing. I just love it. Now, mind you, it's a very commercialized place now, but I just block that out and yeah. I enjoy the feeling that is in the air. And it's it's just absolutely incredible. When, you, when you're focused on Niagara Falls, does it help you to go oh, into yeah. a state of state? Yeah, definitely. Definitely mm. does, yes. Oh, yeah. I just love that. Yeah. So I see you as an author, but I don't think I've seen any books by you. When are you writing your book? Um, a lot, lots of people say this to me as well. And say that like, um, I feel as though I'm, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm definitely open and, and receiving this message because this message repeatedly comes back to me. It's like, yeah, I will write a book, write a book. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> because I love But you know what? It might be, it might be a book of, um, you know, maybe 3000 words. It might be just a yeah. very, very basic, very, uh, I don't know, kind of simplified book that is just you putting your, your beautiful thoughts down so that we can digest them in a very open and simple way. Maybe, maybe it has images of you doing different things or communicating. It, you know what I mean? It doesn't need yeah. to be a, a 200 page book where you're just getting into all kinds of detail. It maybe yeah, just yeah. needs to be the, the most basic uh, way that you communicate because you have an incredible way of communicating with your people. I can tell that. I appreciate you. Yeah, I, def definitely. I've, it's definitely something that I feel as though I need to do. I think the, the, the only thing that's been kind of holding me back from it is, is the permanence of a book because I get so many new downloads of astrology. I can tell that I would write one book and then, and then like a couple of months later, I'd look at it and think, oh, Gosh, if I could only just, <laughs> but that actually does lead the path towards several books, I suppose. So yes, it yeah, does. I'm I'm open. To, I'm I'm definitely open to that. Thank you for sharing that with me. I appreciate oh yeah, you. beautiful. Yeah. Well, as we move forward in the interview, Hamidi, I'd like to ask you five quick answer questions. So just thirty second sure. answers are perfect. Here's the first question: Who is one person that has influenced you in the area of mindfulness? One person that's influenced me in the area of mindfulness. Um, it's crazy because I don't speak to this person anymore, but I'm going to put respect to where respect is due. And that is, that is my cousin, my cousin princess. Um, and she definitely influenced me in the area of mindfulness because where, when there was a period where I was awakening to my spirituality and everybody, my family think, oh, this guy's crazy. Like she understood where I was coming from and helped me along that path. So yeah. Very good, Princess. Yeah. Okay, number two. How has mindfulness affected your emotions or how you interpret your emotions? Um, it's allowed me to be more patient with my emotions and more understanding of their change in nature and realizing the, the, the power in the statement, this too shall pass. So, yeah, that's how it's say, yeah. Yeah, you have a great groundedness to yourself. Do you feel that? I do feel that. Uh, I, I appreciate you. That's, uh, in one part, that's come from my dad. 
and in and technically my birth chart, I suppose, but me really working into that because it, I wasn't very grounded as a as a child. So I feel as though the third aspect of where my groundedness has come from is being in such challenging and dangerous situations growing up that I'm less phased by things in life anymore and I'm able to just actually detach and observe instead of react and get into my feelings. Great. Tell us how breathing is part of your mindfulness practice. Breathing is actually something that I need to actually work upon as well. It's something that's in my birth chart. So it's crazy you said that too, because that's something that I do need to work upon more. I do feel as though that's also one of the reasons why I enjoy exercise so much because exercise is forced breathing. Yes, it is. So that is really enjoyable for me and really um, allows me. But when it, it comes down to sitting down and doing breathing exercises or pranayama, I, I do anything I can to procrastinate from those things. I need, I need to get into it, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, could you recommend a book, any book at all, that's related to mindfulness in a way? Um, the Power of Now is the one that just shoots out of, yeah. uh, shoots straight to mind is the first one that comes to mind. The Power of Now, I'd, I'd recommend that. And what about an app? Is there any app that comes to mind that could help our listeners with mindfulness? I don't have an app that comes to mind at the moment. Apologize. You have an incredible glow. Are you as happy as you seem to be? I am as happy as I seem to be. <laughs> I, feel, I feel as though it's, it's something that I've, I've worked upon for, for many years and, and being able to be okay with who I am and be okay with me and understand that happiness is not something that is dependent upon the things that fluctuate. Like, you know, saying your money in your bank account may fluctuate, may go up and down. Your friends may change. You, you may be in love one day and then not in love the next day. And once we are allowing ourselves to go through those different fluctuations and realize what is the thing that is still here, that is still remain constant in that, and that, that's you, that self, that's the, the core that you're connected to your spirit and the passion that lives on. And yeah, like those are the things that remain true in all of those situations. Ah, uh, that's... That's really great. Hamidi, I think it's been absolutely awesome to meet you and to talk to you. And I just have this feeling that that you are so much of an intuitive that you must you must just make your clients so happy when you work with people. And uh, I, I think it's just wonderful how you do that. I don't quite know exactly how you do it, but it really comes across to me that you have this natural way of relating to people. And uh, do you think that just mostly came to you in the last three years or so since you've been working in astrology? It, 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 definitely, it definitely sped up during that time because it, so it, it, it was... It was finding my gift, finding the things that I was born to do. And when, once you're doing what you're born to do, it's like the whole universe subconsciously recognizes, yes, this is what this person, I don't know this person, but they are doing what they're supposed to be doing. Right, right. Success forever astrology. Yes. That's where we find you on Instagram, success forever. So, I mean, that's pretty awesome to think that you could find success forever through astrology what brought you to those three words it's something that I've, it's something that i've always been striving for and 
and even and this is another part of where I had to be comfortable with being me because of the fact that I was so focused on success. Some people would say, "Yeah, just just calm down," and it's like, "No, I want success." <laughs> it was like, mm-hmm. I, "I want to, I want to feel as though I'm striving towards something. I want to, I want to create an impact in the world. I want to um, have influence on people's lives. People to, um, yeah, I want to, I want to be helpful to people's lives. I want to, I want to have 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 an impact on people's lives. So that to me is success, and I feel as though." The worst thing in the world would be to gain a great level of success and then and then lose it, right? And then you think, oh yeah. my gosh, that that big void. So we don't want we don't want success that is that is temporary or minimal. We want success forever. And the way that we can find that is really by understanding who we are and understanding our natural, and understanding what makes you an asset. Because once you know that you are the asset and you know how to use the asset of yourself, you have success forever. Because in any moment you can go back to the key which is you and be and be mindful of the fact that you are the biggest and the best asset that you will ever have and you can then begin to start living in the joy of the fulfillment of your true passion and have an impact on people's lives which is also successful because you have a you've literally imprinted your your essence into their heart into their soul through helping them to transform and get to the next journey of life Right. Hamidi, um, I want to ask you, since you make so many videos, have you ever hit record and then you just felt, oh my goodness, I just don't know what to say or it's not flowing. I don't know what to do right now. And and you just feel a little bit stuck. Have you ever had that happen? I have had that happen. It it, it does happen from from time to time where it's like, okay, cool. I don't feel like quite I don't, I don't feel like I'm quite on on as much as I usually am. Yeah. So if anybody else records videos or writes books or whatever kind of content you do, I don't want you to feel as though like, don't don't look at me or anybody else and compare yourself and think, oh my gosh, like I can't, I can't be on all the time. Like it happens. But what I also remind myself as well is to be present in those moments. And if I'm, if one day I'm not high energy, then I'll do a low calm energy video. Uh-huh. And I, it's just really just expressing yourself, your true authentic self from the energetic state that you're currently in. Right. And don't, that's sometimes where you might feel off because you're trying to do a, do a high energy video when you're feeling low energy or you're trying to do a low energy video when you're feeling high energy and you're not matching right. your, your current vibration. How do you go about building your subscriber base on YouTube? Um, it's really just been kind of through... My most low subscribers are, are the people who have who have booked readings with me or booked classes with me. So it's really like me just getting out there, recording lots of videos, putting lots of content out there, and interacting with my audience. I think I think I think you touched on to it as well is the fact that one of my gifts is I really feel as though I understand people. Mm-hmm. So my focus is always on what people currently need. Like I'm, I'm, I'm always kind of laser focused on trying to figure out, okay, cool. What, what, what does Bruce need? How can I help Bruce? How can I um, focus on what Bruce needs now and not get stuck in the past of what Bruce needed a year ago and keeping up with that um, interaction to make sure that, I, that I'm still um, on that same wavelength of understanding your vibration and vice versa and really making sure that I try my best to give people what they need, because that's essentially what I'm here for. I'm, a, I'm just a servant. like. Right. Well, you are a breath of fresh air and a ray of sunshine. 
That's what you are. Thank you And so much. I think you know that. Thank you. I so I, I'm so honored to know you, and I want to thank you so much for being on Mindfulness Mode. It's just great having you here. Success Forever Astrology. If I were to ask you, maybe there's a listener right now listening, feeling, oh, I'm a little bit lost. I'm a little bit discouraged. I'm a little bit uh, in this dark place right now. What words of advice would you have for that person, Hamidi? Trust. Trust and faith. And the reason why I would say, I would, I would go deeper into that as well, because we hear a lot about self-care, which is a, which is a form of mindfulness as well, which being mindful about what we need, which we started in the show of like, oh, sometimes it's difficult to know what we really need. Now, sometimes we don't really take care of ourselves the best as we should do. And the reason I believe is we don't invest as much in self-care is because we lack self-trust, because self-care is self-trust, because if you if we if you if we're in a period of time where we're more likely to invest in our house or more likely to invest in property or in Bitcoin or in your car or in other people, it's because we don't trust the asset that is ourself. So once we begin to gain a greater level of trust and self-belief, then we'll invest in self by giving ourselves the rest that we need, giving ourselves the hydration we need, giving ourselves the um, the encouragement and the affirmation that we need because we know that by investing in this vessel, by investing in your soul and yourself, that is self-care and that self-care is coming from a basis of self-trust and once you trust self and allow yourself to, to surrender to that trust, then the ideas and the downloads and the inspiration for the next steps in your life will begin to be revealed. Hamidi, you're filled with wisdom. Thank you so much for being on the show I today. You. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me on the show today. My pleasure. All the best to you. Bye now. You too. Bye-bye. Hey, Mindful Tribe. I hope you enjoyed today's interview with Hamidi Reed. If you're experiencing anxiety or issues with relationships or having problems with your inner bully, well, you know what? Just imagine what it would be like to have moved beyond that to be living with calmness, to be living a life where you just feel happy and content and, you know, things seem to have settled. Well, that's what I can do with the help of hypnosis. Send me an email, bruce at mindfulnessmode.com and in the subject line put Hamidi Reed, H-A-M-I-D-I-R-E-I-D, and then I'll know you heard me on this episode. And we can set up a Zoom call and talk about how we can work together, how I can help you through hypnosis to get to the bottom of these blocks, this challenging issue that's holding you back. So, you know, I look forward to talking to you and thanks again for listening today. I appreciate you. All the best to you. Just take what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.